welcome to episode 210 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Paul Kitching, but you can call me PK. And as a roving reporter, it's an honour to once again co-host this excellent podcast. And by co-host, I clearly need uh, another co. Uh, so it's my absolute pleasure to introduce the one and only, the wonderful Melissa Urbacher. G'day, Mel. G'day, PK. How are you doing? I am fantastic. And yeah, look, it's, it's been a while. And thank you so much for asking me to to get back amongst this fun. Um, it's been great listening to so uh, so many of uh, the great parkrun adventurers out there, keeping the dream alive. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm looking forward to us having a, a, a chat, a chat for number 210. Uh, tell me, what did you get up to on the weekend? Oh, it was a big weekend this weekend, PK. It was parkrun, real proper life parkrun related. I had the pleasure of being part of a Facebook Live, well, it was YouTube slash Facebook Live that was hosted by Danny Norman of With Me Now, the the podcast that is a Parkrun thing podcast. We've talked about it many times here on the pod. I have also had the privilege of co-hosting a couple of episodes a couple of years ago now, Danny, hasn't invited me back, <laughs> claims that I didn't do anything wrong just, you know, he's had better offers, I guess. No, um, he felt threatened. You're too good. <laughs> but I won't hold it against him anyway uh, because he he was kind enough to say, hey, you know, we're going to, to do a live cross to the Northern Territory and would you like to sit in on it and have a chat with the people on the ground? And, yeah, it was amazing, a really, really wonderful way to be a part of Parkrun's return in Australia, even though obviously we couldn't be there ourselves in person. Uh, the vibe was just awesome and had a really lovely morning. So that's kind of the biggest deal that I've been up to recently. Yeah, it was great tuning in as well. And look, and not only um, the return of Parkrun in Australia, the return of Parkrun, well, globally for uh, certainly a lot of uh, of Danny's um, audience, that's for sure. Well, yeah, and there's only four events who operated on the weekend in the world and it must be pretty cool to be the person who came first yeah. or got the fastest time, I should say, across all four of those events to think that they were the fastest person at Parkrun on the weekend <laughs> in the world. In the world. Um, for those playing at home, where do those who don't know where to find that Facebook Live or um, YouTube, where do they go? Uh, well, you can just head to With Me Now Podcasts Facebook page and they have a link of it there. Or if you go to youtube.com backslash With Me Now, uh, you'll be able to find that video and a whole bunch of their other live videos that they do across all sorts of parkrun topics. I really enjoyed. I got up early and watched it live over here in South Australia, and it was great. It was lovely to see you. It was lovely to see Renee. Lovely to meet Shani. Um, hadn't met her before. Wow, she's a she's certainly a bright spark, and um, maybe future roving reporter. Some would say she was a natural. I don't know if she's ever heard of our podcast though. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a prerequisite to being a. A roving reporter on the Parkrun Adventures. You need to have heard of the podcast at the very least. I think so too. No, I really enjoyed it. You enjoyed um, being a part of it all, no doubt. I did. I really did. Yeah. No, it was it was a good morning. It was great fun. But enough about me, PK. What have you been up to? I mean, you mentioned it's been a couple of months now since you co-hosted. So I don't just want to know what you've been up to in the last week. I want to kind of 
bridge the gap, please. What have you been doing to keep out of trouble? Well, yeah, I, I've been doing my um, my own thing. I've, I did make up my own 5K not park run course um, around where I live, uh, meaning I could actually run from the front door like uh, Mel Ellis uh, style. So that's kept me busy. Yeah, so I was also inspired by Tim Oberg back in, or even like last year when he talked about 5K a day and he talked about the fact that if you did 5K a day in 2020, you could potentially do 2020 K uh, kilometers, therefore 2020 kilometers. And that kind of got me thinking. So yeah, and I've uh, kept up, I've kept that up. So today was what, uh, well, when we're recording, it's 265. So whenever you're listening to this, it's around the 260s, 270s, if you're doing 5k a day. And I know there are a lot of people out there, it's nothing new to a lot of people. Um, But I'm not actually running five kilometers a day. I'm just exercising five kilometers a day. Though I am doing streaky September. So I'm doing at least two Ks of uh, walking slash running, which has been fun. And certainly having, you know, hearing Mel Ellis last week talking about the fact that she can only run around, you know, the one block, et cetera. It does make us realize, you know, I know people are listening in from different parts of Australia, different parts of the world, and you've got to go by your local restrictions. I'm very fortunate to be able to mix it up a bit. So on the weekend, I did a, my own not park run in the foothills and ran to, we've got a beautiful swing and that overlooks, um, it's in the, I'm in the, the Adelaide foothills and it looks down over Adelaide and uh, I ran to the swing. I was the only one there and I had no one to, no one to push me, but anyway, um, and even the, there were magpies around, but they didn't bother to help, but anyway. <laughs> and then on, uh, on Sunday, I did another awesome run and actually did my best second k ever I won't i won't bother with the, the first k but the second k was all downhill but that's all right and i'm not sure you know whether it was the fact that i had my ugly christmas singlet uh, on or not i i reckon actually contributed to that as well <laughs> definitely performance enhancing those singlets <laughs> another another thing that i've been getting up to um a bit is, is of course being part of the summer tears that um you may have heard us yabber about um, here in South Australia. So it's a, a splinter group that's uh, that's grown out of uh, Mount Barker Park Run, where we run to the summit of Mount Barker. From depends on uh, on the day as to how far you want to run. You can run from the bottom of the summit to the top, or you can run from the start of the actual park run course. And the reason I mentioned that is that another event that I did recently, which was actually an organised event here in South Australia, was Conquer the Summit, which has been going. Um, I'm not sure how many years now, but um, and this year it was meant to be on earlier in the year and it was postponed. And we were recently able to do it, which was fantastic. It's it used to be just a when I say just, it used to be a 10k event. So from the very start of um, Mount Barker Park Run all the way through, and that with a few extensions would equal 10k's by the time you get to the top of Mount Barker. Um, but that and that was it, and then a bus would take you back you know, back to your car. But then a lot of people were actually just turning around and running back because they could and they wanted to and why not? It was there. Why do you do it? Because it's there. And so they decided, well, let's make it either a 10K or a 20K uh, event. And so I uh, decided to, to do the 20Ks and it was fantastic and loved it. Oh, my gosh. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. That's yeah. practically a half marathon with a, quite a big hill in it, a mountain, in fact. Yeah, well, absolutely. So it, it was a trail run. So um, I, I was tempted to actually do another 1.1 just to claim a half marathon. But um, no, it's all about uh, Conquer the Summit. And the other awesome thing about it is that the start and finish line for Mount Barker 
park run at uh, the Laratinga Wetland, well, at Laratinga Cafe, has just been beautifully uh, refurbished. And so the council have spent a bit of money on a whole new, uh, like, seating, trees, a new covered area, which is going to be fantastic when we finally get back there. Um, And so it was really nice to actually experience that at a proper running event. And I suppose for them also to test it and see how it went with um, COVID um, restrictions in place. And I can attest that it, it went really well and uh and i'm i'm hoping that that's uh you know the start of something good for whenever parkrun does return well that sounds fabulous too now pk i actually want to go back to you mentioned your 5k a day challenge yeah that is works out at roughly 2020 kilometers for the year if you do 5k a day it actually mm, i did the math so i got my calculator out because <laughs> math is not my strong suit but it actually falls about 190k short. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was five points something. Um, five <laughs> point five. Well, maybe I don't. Once again, I'm not good with the maths. So I was just wondering, is this something that you have done the maths on yourself? You no. Fig- okay, so you haven't figured out every month you need to do an extra 6.9 or whatever it is kilometres just to make sure that you get over the 2020 by the end of the year? Because wouldn't you be annoyed if you got to, you know, the 14th of December and you realised you were still 200-odd K away and how are you going to do that in two weeks? I have to keep an eye on it. I hadn't actually thought of it. I do get my Strava report um, and I need to add it up. You're right. hadn't thought about that. I'm actually, I've just done the math and it's, yeah, you're right, it's 5.53 Ks. Four six two whatever um four two four and uh, but um thank you you've actually reminded me that I need to go and have a look at that and the next time we talk I'll give you an update as to where I'm at and but you've reminded me that I'd, I I usually try and do you know a minimum of five and often it's a lot more so oh that's good so you might still be on track without having to spend Ooh. the next two and a half months trying to make up <laughs> for last <laughs> time well, three <laughs> months we've still got three months to wait October November. yeah, yeah we still got three months left of the year so you. Exactly. Even if you have to up it to, you know, six kilometres a day or or something a couple of times a week perhaps. Then, I will. Yeah. I Thank you. That's a, I'm glad. That's a great reminder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. Well, it sounds like you have been very active. I'm a bit tired hearing about all that activity. I'm struggling a little bit with Streaky September, enjoying it and finding it to be a challenge as, as always. But yeah, even just two kilometres every day. If you don't plan for it and it creeps up on you the afternoon, it can be a bit tricky. So, yeah, I found that I'm either yeah either running if I'm either if I'm doing my five k day and I'll try and get a five k run in early in the morning, or I'll go for a walk at lunch, or walking the dog. Like um, tonight, we'll um, we'll get out and head out and you know take the dog for a walk. Or um, and even if the even if the dog walk, which is what about twenty minutes, is like one and a half k's, I'll just keep walking for another you know, 500 metres to get up to the 2Ks. So I suppose that's how I'm kind of making it happen this year. I found it actually a, a bit easier this year for some reason. I have to admit that I am yet to actually have a look at the bingo card and so I need to actually get on top of that because otherwise I'll miss out because there's some a few things that I actually have to do whilst I'm out and about, it, aren't there? I know you've covered this up off so many times but I, I need to just you know work that out myself you've probably done a bunch of the challenges already without even realizing it they're that kind of easy to chuck in but yeah no there's there's a few things that you do have to be a bit conscious of doing you know like the streaky strava heart for example where you have to uh, chuck a heart in to your course at some point 
of whatever size or dimensions you you like. That's one I'm yet to do. And I mentioned, I don't know if it was, no, it was a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I'll often be out there and realize, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. One of them is streaking in your pajamas. And I did make the most uh, about a week ago of a very cold day to get out in my flannelette pajamas. Adam was less pleased about that because he's actually been streaking with me a lot uh, this year, which is really nice. We're spending a lot of time walking and talking with the boys and getting the dogs out and just making a big family outing of it each time. But one particular afternoon that was cold and I was getting the boys ready and, and he said, oh, I'll join you. I'll join you. I just, can you wait five minutes? I said, well, yes, but fair warning, I'm going to be in my navy blue with white love heart flannelette pajamas Ah. and he's like oh okay and I said it's all right I don't mind if you want to walk a couple of meters behind me or in front of me so that you're not with me and he's like well no that's kind of not the point of coming with you and in the end he just sucked it up and came along and I don't think we got any particular (laughs) extra odd stairs or anything like that so I'm used to the stairs I'm I'm usually either wearing something bright pink bright yellow crazy um, I, I, I always have a buff to keep my unruly hair well tamed <laughs> <laughs> and or you know like the other day I wore the singlet so you know I bring it on I'm, I'm happy to wear some pajamas me too and see that's the thing I I I don't have an embarrassment gland. Where normal people have an embarrassment gland, I just obviously was born without one because that sort of thing doesn't faze me whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I even took uh, Emmett out in the double pram the other day because it's actually lighter than our single pram. And I thought, you know what, it's already out. It's huge, but that doesn't matter. I'll just put the kid in. And I was kind of quietly taking bets with myself on how long it would be before one of the passers-by made a comment because invariably if I take both boys and the dogs at the same time, two dogs, two boys and the double pram for a walk, I will get probably half a dozen people say, oh, you've got your hands full. They can't help themselves. But this time when I only had one child and no dogs but a double pram, I was fairly surprised that I was almost all the way home after doing I think about 3k and a couple just said oh you've lost one <laughs> <laughs> I almost got home without anyone saying it I did pass a few people who didn't say anything but you yeah. know next time that happens you should just deadpan just freak them out and go oh are you serious can, oh, can you help me go back and see if, if, if I've dropped a child somewhere and see see what they do then. Well, actually, I did play up to it. Oh, I don't know if I've got a – I don't have a, a beepy button, so I won't say the swear word that I said. <laughs> but I did say, oh, swear, have I? And I looked in and pretended to look shocked. And I don't know if they were more shocked that I swore at them and I'm a stranger or that <laughs> – that I pretended to have lost a child. I mean, they, I, there was a bit of awkward laughter after that, but I figure, well, you know, if you feel the need to make a comment to me, then obviously I, I feel comfortable enough to joke with you about it. Absolutely. Oh, one thing I did do over the weekend as well, I was all inspired on Saturday morning to get out and do my not park run. I didn't do it until later in the afternoon and, and it was still just a walk at this stage, but uh, yeah, I did my not park run on Saturday this week and didn't leave it till the last thing on a Sunday afternoon and then almost forget to log it. So I got my not park run in for the week, which was good too. Congrats. Well, that's great. Someone who didn't have to worry about doing their not park run is Mark because he actually did a park run. He did. And he's also joined us for an interview. So 
Let's go and listen to that. Now, of course, we're very excited to have Mark Scarborough back to have a chat with us. He's still on his Aussie adventure with his family. And as many of you would be aware, he did a park run on Saturday morning, a real live park run. We'll jump right in. Mark, how was park run on Saturday morning? Mel, it, it was just so amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we are so fortunate to have been able to be in a position to be in the Northern Territory when... Parkrun is recommencing, you know, in Australia as part of the Northern Territory. It was absolutely privileged to be there, you know, and it really did strike me on the day just how much Parkrun, you know, means to me personally. And it, yeah, it was just, it was so cool. It's so cool to be part of it. Um, you know, when we when we packed up for this trip, you know, we we had kind of built an itinerary around, you know, Parkrun, and in case it, you know, did start up, and we, of course we packed our barcodes like every good Parkrun adventurer. But, you know, I think that, you know, we kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that Parkrun wasn't going to start while we're away on this trip. So when we saw the news come through a couple of weeks ago, we were just blown away. Funnily enough, we were in Kakadu the night that the, the news broke and I had a um, couple of people tag us in, the, in that post. And the next day, we were meant to be packing up and moving to Darwin for, for the next part of our adventure. And I'm like, oh, this is like too early, you know, to line up with Parkrun and uh, I... I yeah, quickly was able to change some of our itinerary, you know, so that we could be in Darwin on, on, on the weekend, which was just absolutely amazing. G'day, Mark. Great to hear your voice, mate. And it was so nice to see you uh, on the YouTube, uh, or the Facebook, I saw it on YouTube and Facebook, um, the reports um, that we're, we'll talk about in a minute. Mate, um, you, you sound very emotional about, about it. Um, it, it was a, did you have a bit of a tear um, on the day? Oh, look, you know, so afterwards, um, we, we completed Parkrun, we went off across the road to um, their normal uh, cafe for, for breakfast, and I, I quickly recorded a, a roving report, just in case uh, things didn't work up. Um, phone coverage can be a little bit sketchy uh, when you're on the road. And I don't think it really hit me until I was finishing up that roving report, you know, that it really did, I did get emotional and kind of just realise again just, just how important park running is. You know what, and, and on reflection, it's not about the run. At the end of the day, you can go on a 5K run whenever, wherever you want. And a lot of people obviously doing that at the moment with not park run. But for me, I think it's, it is just the, it's the community behind park run, you know, that you can, you can rock up at a, at a park and people will come up and talk to you and you can go to talk to people because you've got that, that commonality. Uh, and just the, the camaraderie that goes with Parkrun, that's, that's what I've been missing. And, yeah, it, it, was, it was an emotional thing, and um, it, it was just it was so amazing to be part of it. I say we were just so lucky to be at the right place at the right time to be, be part of, of it and be a part of, like, this, this strange time and a bit of history. You weren't exactly inconspicuous. You mentioned people coming up and talking to you. You guys were pretty out there on the weekend because it was a special park run for James in particular. What was the motivation behind going to Nightcliffe? You had three park runs to choose from for James's 50th. Why Nightcliffe? Yeah, look, um, I, I looked at it a bit to, to work out which one for us to go to. And, you know, being good park run adventurers also, you know, uh, 
chasing the park run challenges as well. Uh, so I've already got an N in the alphabet challenge for Nepean River in um, Western Sydney, uh, but Nicole and the kids didn't have an N yet. So that was a good deciding factor. They'd already had a D and a P, um, but Nightcliff is also the northernmost uh, park run in Australia. So it was that was hard to go past. Uh, I've done, you know, freedom run at Darwin before when I've been here for work. And during the week I did a freedom run at Palmerston. Didn't do the Palmerston course because the, the water park kind of fencing is closed at certain times and couldn't do that. But yeah, um, for me it was yeah, the alphabet challenge for Nicole and the kids and the northernmost park run in Australia. I was really intrigued. I watched the video and I, it was great to see you live um, when I was watching um, on the Saturday morning, you actually there and, and being amongst it. And it, it seriously, it just felt like I was back at a park run and it was great to experience that. Is that how it felt? And tell us a little bit more about the actual, the welcome speech and how that all rolled. Yeah, look, look that's quite funny that, uh, you know, Shani picked us out to um to have a chat <laughs> to have to on the on the on the Facebook live. Um, that was quite that was quite funny, and to hear hear Mel's um voice from the end, that was that was kind of cool. Like it was a, a nice little, I suppose, connection there. It, as Mel said on the broadcast, that wasn't set up or staged. That was just purely just happenstance, you know, uh, which was really really cool. But look, you know, the day was just like parkrun, uh, except for, for us, you know, having to get up an hour earlier. You know, so that was that was a bit bit fun, getting up bright and early before the sun came up to, to get there for a 7am start. But, you know, everything was just normal parkrun, to be honest. You know, there was a first-timers briefing, so we, we, we had the course explained to us. Uh, and then we um, we did the, the, the run briefing. And, yeah, it was shorter than it would normally be. And um, there was a lot of, you know, safety messaging there around COVID-19, you know, asking people to... You know, respect the um the social distancing and, and also be mindful more mindful than normal i suppose of um other park users noting that uh parkrun hadn't been around for six months but you know it, it was just like you know putting your shoe a comfortable shoe back on it just felt comfortable felt at home uh nothing uncomfortable or awkward uh, under the new covid frameworks or anything like that it was just parkrun which is yeah which is really really cool James has waited some six months now <laughs> on 49 park runs to make it into the 50 club. How did he enjoy the morning? Yeah, look, you know, it's quite funny when we think back to uh, Christmas and New Year's. You know, Nicole had to wait six park run events to get her 50 due to the air quality from the bushfires uh, around Canberra uh, over that time. You know, and we thought that was a really long time. <laughs> you know, it was just, yeah, so... Uh, deflating in a way when when the, the the pause happened on park run which we you know we feel understand the reasons about it but you know for james to be stuck on 49 for six months it's been interesting you know he was disappointed because i did warn him that you know it can't be celebrated uh as as it normally would be you know pre-covid and he was disappointed about that um at waggy bridge uh we do have a tradition uh where milestoners get to lead the group across waggy bridge to the start line uh, and that was something that he was looking forward to doing back home. But, you know, we couldn't pass up this opportunity, obviously, to get a park running up here. So we wanted to make it special for him. The night before, we secretly bought a large five and zero helium balloon uh, and hid that from him and Elise uh, so that he didn't know about that until we got to park run the next morning and we tied that to him. And to acknowledge the event, Nicole, Elise and I, we, we wore our 50 shirts and James wore his Wagyu Bridge uh, apricot shirt. But, yeah, he enjoyed it and I threw him up on the shoulders um, for the finishing line and uh, yeah so it was I think it was all good in the end and 
to make it even more special is our Parkrun um, family and friends back at home, they put on a special Not Parkrun event on the Saturday morning as well and used the opportunity to test out an alternate course for Wagyu Bridge, uh, which was quite good. And they all dressed up in their red 50 shirts and, and did a, a guard of honour across the bridge, um, you know, to, to acknowledge James's 50 as well, which was really, really special. And, you know, I really do appreciate um, them doing that for him. Mark, the actual event itself, how many people did they get and were they happy with numbers? Was it? Um, I'm sure they managed it exceptionally well, but were you aware, aware of that kind of thing? And I know obviously with the new framework and the number of um, scanners per people and how did that all roll? Yes, yeah, so I think they got about 30 or 40 more of it than, than what they would normally get. So I think they're up around 180, 190 from memory. But yeah, no, it all it all went smoothly. Like we, we, you know, we were at the, the back end of the, the finishing group you know, it was it was rather humid for, for what we're used to. So um, we we took it nice and slow and easy on the day. So yeah, we were at the like I said, the back end of the group. But um, yeah, we got scanned in straight away and and made our way across to the, the cafe for breakfast. So it all went like I said, it, it, it felt like park run. It didn't feel uncomfortable or awkward with the, the new COVID framework in place. And from my experience, with the, the token the token scanning, you know, we just had to kind of communicate to the kids is that when they got their barcode said you hold out the barcode hold out your um your wristband and then we place the part the barcode into a into a plastic container so we just have to be careful mindful saying that to the kids just that you know you you hold on to the barcode and you put it into the plastic container but yeah look it, it it all works really smoothly to be honest they did really well we had a bit of a chat to the event team afterwards and congratulated them on it and you know they said there was a few little hiccups but you know to be honest i i wouldn't have known and of course, it's going to be hiccups as we come back to park run after six months uh, not doing it, and and also just being mindful of the, of the new framework. So, but they did really well. There are hiccups just in normal park run times, anyway. So, you know, that's a normal week, really, isn't it? Mark, I'm sure it's been a massive highlight on your travel adventures around Australia. You're in the Northern Territory still, but you've headed off from Darwin now and you're on the homeward stretch. Are we going to get many more check-ins from you while you're away or are the days numbered? Yeah, we've only got a couple of weeks left in, on this trip. Um, so yeah, we're about 500 odd kilometres south of Darwin now to um, a pub called Daily Waters Pub, which is a bit of an iconic stopover in um, the Northern Territory as people head to the Red Centre. So yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to getting to, to Uluru um, later on this week. That's something that will be a yeah, big highlight for all of us. But yeah, look, we there's not not a lot of park run courses to be able to do for freedom runs out between here and home. But I'll certainly try my best to um, check some of those courses out on this trip. But yeah, we've only got about um, yeah another three weeks left before we're we're back home. Uluru sounds fantastic, mate. Surely you can do a not park run, obviously with respect to the traditional landowners. But um, surely there, there there will hopefully be somewhere that you can do a not park run in or nearby Uluru. Yeah, look, I hope to get up early one morning and put on my run down under uh, singlet and and do a, a run around the base of Uluru just to just to take in the the awesomeness that it is. That yeah, this weekend marks the the time that we should actually have been in Berlin um, for me to complete the Berlin Marathon in memory of my um, stepfather. I was running for Pancreatic Cancer UK, uh, raising funds and awareness for them. Uh, That's my stepfather passed away from last year. And I think for me, just to kind of mark that, I want to just have a little quiet run around Uluru and just remember him and uh, take in that, you know, the energy and... um, what Uluru represents, I suppose, um, this weekend. 
I was going you, you made it all serious now. <laughs> I was going to say, um, isn't it somewhere down near Alice Springs that they've parked all those planes that they've grounded at the moment? Do you know where that is and will you be able to take a bit of a side trip just to see, you know, dozens and dozens of planes all parked? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, that's certainly one of the things I'm, I'd be very keen to go and check out because there's going to be some some rather large, you know, commercial planes parked up at Alice Springs there that I want to go and have a look at. And there's a there's a, a light um, festival happening in Alice Springs as well. I've heard some really good feedback about as well. Uh, so yeah, really keen to keen to check that out. We've looked the Northern Territory. You know, you spoke about it over the last couple of weeks on the on the podcast and. It really is a special place. Uh, we've really enjoyed our time up here in the Northern Territory. We've had the opportunity to do some um, Indigenous um, cultural experiences, and I think that's been amazing for for us and the kids, uh, just getting to understand how the Aboriginals have, you know, lived on the land, their history, their culture, and things like that. And we're, we're looking forward to, to learning more as we head into the Red Centre because you know, there's different cultures and things like that depending on, on where, where people grew up in, uh, in Australia, uh, which we're, we're looking forward to experiencing. Well, Mark, thank you so much, mate. What an honour it must have been to be one of the one of the few that were uh, there, but able to actually uh, experience park run once again for real. Uh, to do a park run, not a not park run. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, some really, uh, it sounds like it was a special special day for you and your family, and for James. And thanks for giving us um, such great insight into not only your day but also your journey and uh, and what you still have planned. Thanks so much. Um, I always love your reports and I love having this opportunity to chat with you today and tonight. Thank you so much, mate. Yeah, no worries at all. Can, yeah, thank you for letting me come on and, and, and relive the weekend with you again. And like I said, it was an absolute privilege um, for us to be able to do it. We are very lucky to have been able to, you know, do the travel that we've been able to do in Australia and um, to be able to do park run. There's certainly been the icing on the cake. So, yeah, it's been great. Thanks, guys. Wonderful to hear from Mark, who has been to a park run. As we said, I think I'm, I feel like I need to say that over and over again because it's still a little bit surreal to me. We obviously don't have any dates, even expected dates announced yet for Queensland or South Australia where we are PK. Yeah. I'm going to stay on the not park run bandwagon for a bit longer. And you know what? I'm even considering. And my mind might change as the weather warms up continually. But I'm considering streaking till New Year's Day to keep out of mischief. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's a big time commitment. But, yeah, ask ask me again <laughs> at the end of the month whether or not uh, I'm still, like I said, I'm considering it. But what have you got any plans for other events? You, you're pretty much the most active of any of the co-hosts I've had for, for a little while in that respect. So I'm assuming you've got something on the horizon. There are a few things um, coming up, yeah. No, I mean, there have been a, a, a few other events. We had the Adelaide Marathon Festival on the weekend, but I, which I did not do, but there are, and there are a few other events coming up here in South Australia, but um, the ones that I'm actually looking at are virtual events. And I know there are a lot of, virtual events happening around uh, Australia, the globe. But there's two in particular that I'm looking at, both in November. One is a global, uh, international um, an event called Run in the Dark. So Run in the Dark. Um, I think they've had it before. I've only heard about it this year, but um, you can either do a 5K or a 10K run, and it is to raise money and awareness for the Mark Pollock Trust. 
uh, sorry, the .org is the website, Mark Pollock. Um, but uh, it's an event that um, happens on Wednesday, the 11th of November, and I've managed to get a number of the summiteers um, involved with that one. We got in early, and um, if you registered early, they send you a bright yellow running top, which is really the main reason I uh, registered because <laughs> I wanted a bright yellow running top. So I was pretty happy with that. I think that you can still register, though. I think that's up until the end of October. And anybody who um, now registers, you get a, a phone holder with flashing lights as well as a medal. And it's all about completing five or 10Ks individually all in or in small groups, subject to government restrictions, wherever you are. Um, you also do get access to their online wellness hub, um, with, which has training, fitness and nutrition plans. And and even and actually, I've had a quick look at it, and it's great for those people who might be doing Couch to Five K, or maybe need to go back and do Couch to Five K because they haven't been doing not park run, etc. So I think it's, you know things like that. I think some of the virtual runs are um, maybe are what people may, may help people you know get closer to actually returning to park run. And the other one that I've just noticed here in South Australia that's just popped up today is an event called Bright, B-R-I-G-H-T, which the local SAMRI um, uh, institution, which is the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute, uh, are holding as a bit of a, um, a fundraiser and awareness um, event in November. And it's challenging yourself and your mates to walk 50 or 75 Ks over 10 days in November. So either 5Ks a day or 7.5Ks a day. Um, you'll get fit, have fun and raise vital funds for life-saving medical research at SAMRI. So that one looks super. And again, I don't know, maybe this is my motivation, but again, um, there's a T-shirt in that one as well. So <laughs> I think that's what's motivating me at the moment. you got to love the merch. Yeah. I do like these events that, and I've seen quite a few of the virtual events going around and they're even team ones where, you know, for the month of September or the month of October or something, you have to run X amount of kilometres as a member of a team and you can have mm. a certain amount of people. And so, yeah, I do really see the appeal of those ones that aren't just a one-off, one-distance thing or mm. you've got 24 hours to do this amount of kilometres. Mm. It's the ones that are over a longer period of time that are going to get people out there doing more exercise more frequently, not unlike Streaky September, I guess, you know, because as you say, I think there are a lot of us out there and I would put my hand up and be the first to admit that I'm one of them who instead of couch to 5K, I've done more of a COVID to couch kind of (laughs) scenario, (laughs) which is not going to do well for my summer wardrobe and I certainly don't want to go shopping just because I can't fit into a lot of my shorts. So I'm going to have limited clothing options unless I get off my butt and do something about it, literally. It's just, it's getting out there, isn't it? It's just reminding us that we do need to. And I suppose we're fortunate here in, in Australia that um, we're heading towards, um, well, spring is now here and, and summer is on its way. So um, hopefully that, that'll help inspire a few people as well. So, yeah, it's um, just some nice things to look forward to, I think. Yeah, well, I look forward to hearing how they go, PK. Thank you. I think that probably pretty much wraps it up for another week. Thanks for joining me again. It's been fun having you along for the ride. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you. I forgot how much fun this is. And uh, thank you again for the opportunity to chat with you and uh, all our wonderful listeners out there. And I wish them all the best and just uh, keep on keeping on, hey? Keep on. That's all we can do at the moment. One step um, ahead of each other and keep on doing it. Yep. And if you're part of the streaky September mob, which I know PK you are as well as I am, fabulous seeing you out there. Wonderful to see all the streaks coming in and hope you're sticking with it. And if you don't, 
and stick with it, you manage to break your streak, it's okay to start it again the next day. Yeah, that's it. You've got to be kind to yourself. That's what I'm saying at the moment because um, only you can do that. People, there's lot, We've got lots of support out there and lots of people, but um, but also only you can be you know, kind to yourself. So you've got to do that. Those are words to live by. <laughs> Just recording a little short and sweet postscript to go along with the short and sweet episode this week. It's been a couple of weeks between recording and releasing the pod as other creative endeavors got, I don't want to say in the way, they just took precedence over releasing another episode because the ugly Christmas singlets are here and We are well into October now and orders are currently open. They're going to be open until the 21st of October. But if you're not on our regular social media channels, then you may have missed the fact that they're out. And just because you may not be on social media certainly shouldn't mean you miss out on the glorious ugliness of the 2020 release of the Ugly Christmas Singlets. And this year we've got shirts too also kid sizes. So if you're interested, head to our Facebook page, Parkrun Adventurers, or head directly to the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day page, because they are now the home of Ugly Christmas, and they have all the information you could possibly need or want in terms of ugly Christmas singlets or shirts and ordering them for this year. So get on it. The time is running out. Orders are open now, as I said, until the 21st of October. So get in quickly to grab yourself a limited edition, never to be repeated, the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirts, which will be going along with the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day to be held on the 19th of December this year. Look forward to seeing you out there and ugly. Happy adventuring in the meantime.